In this episode, I'm on Julia Eklund's Inner Space podcast. We discuss how to lose weight, attract a relationship, be free of addictions, and much more using faster EFT and the law of attraction. Enjoy. What's the biggest obstacle to getting what we want? Limiting beliefs and expectations created by our past experiences. These limits create a subconscious attraction of what we don't want and block what we do want. But we can turn it all around with a powerful tapping tool called Faster EFT and leading edge law of attraction principles. In this podcast, life coach Mark Shahada explores both of these subjects with guests, as well as performs tapping demonstrations and sessions. Listen in and see for yourself how it all works. Welcome to the Tap It Out Podcast. And Hello, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's it is kind of it's morning for me, and I'm more you know I have more energy later, but I'm feeling good. I got myself in a good feeling place. So you're a certified life coach, and low attraction and faster EFT coach. That's right. How did you get into all of this? You know, when I was a little kid, I worried a lot. My family worried a lot. And I was really young and I wanted to learn about how to not worry and how to be confident, things like that. So I would just read everything I could, everything I could find. My mom had these Anthony Robbins tapes and uh, I thought they were a little corny, but I started listening to them. I was like, well, this guy's good, you know? So I got into Anthony Robbins and got all his books um, and he actually started me with NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. He started talking about NLP techniques back in the day. And, um, and then I got into like Deepak Chopra and, and, you know, just different, anything I could find on how to change my thoughts and how to be more confident and how not to worry. And then uh, my aunt in the 80s, late 80s, she turned me on to Abraham Hicks' Law of Attraction. And uh, I started listening to that. I thought it was a little weird. And the channeling thing was weird to me. I was like, I mean, you know, I'm just a young kid. I'm like, what is this? Um, but the information was amazing. So I really got into it. And I'm somebody who I don't just listen to anybody. Like, it has to make sense to me. I, I've always had a pretty good idea of, you know, I, you know, even like with religion, like a lot of things in religion, like Jesus made a lot of sense to me. And I took what I liked and you know, but the heavy stuff or the, the things that didn't resonate with me, I'm like, okay, that's not my belief. So I kind of took what, what I believed in. But Abraham Hicks, I, I was just resonating with all of it. And I thought the information was amazing. So I wanted to, I, I set out to master it, the law of attraction, because a lot of us, when we learn it, um, we try to make it work in our lives. And often, you know, we don't get what we try at first. Um, I remember I was thinking, oh, well, I can attract whatever I want. Okay, well, I want to attract a fast metabolism. I want to be able to eat whatever I want and not gain weight. <laughs> and that didn't work. I gained weight, right? So <laughs> I was like, all right. So there's something deeper, right? There's something more to it. So I wanted to learn the nuance of how to make it work. And that has been my life study. And then I became a life coach, you know, fast forward years and years and years. I uh, become a I became a life coach, law of attraction coach. I got certified as a life coach and in law of attraction at this point. But I was still kind of embarrassed to, you know, I was on Twitter. I was getting all my clients on Twitter, um, but I was embarrassed to use my real name because I didn't want people to see all these corny law of attraction quotes. <laughs> I, that's how I was back then. I wasn't really accepting. So I thought, actually, no, I was a law of attraction coach. I wasn't a life coach back then. So what I, what I decided to do was take a break and really get certified and really own what I'm doing. So I got certified as a life coach and I kind of came out and I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to own it. I'm going to use my real name. I'm not, um, and people, you know, some people like life coach, what's a life coach? Weird life law of attraction. But the idea was I had to like believe in myself and not care what people think. And 
it was no big deal. It was just all in my mind, right? It's just weird how we, what we say to ourselves and what we do. So then uh, fast forward, I became, so then I became a life coach and I found faster EFT tapping. I first found EFT tapping. So EFT tapping is a bit, it's like acupuncture without the needles. So it's acupressure. But with faster EFT, which is uh, created by Robert Smith, it, and I found that was faster and I, I like the belief system behind it. I really like what Robert was talking about. All his videos are on YouTube. And he explains it in a way which is about how it all works in the brain. And he teaches you how to do it on your on yourself. So I like the idea. Like at first, I'm like, you know, he's not trying to, he, he's teaching us how to do it on ourselves. So it's not all about money with him. He really wants to share this modality. So I got into it. I learned how to do it. And I, got, I guess we can talk about the details of how it works later. But yeah. um, I, I got certified um, for certifications in that. And now I'm an upper level practitioner. And I combine faster EFT tapping with the law of attraction. And I love it. Yes, great. Did that take too long? Well, you know. No, it was excellent. <laughs> I got to find out a faster way to say that, but. It doesn't always have to be fast. Okay, thank you. So, uh, did you resonate like right away when you found out about Pastor EFT? Or did it take a while to... You know, it, it does take a while. There is a learning curve. But I've been looking, before Faster EFT, I've been looking for how to release blocks. You know, blocks in our minds. And usually blocks are just beliefs. Um, and how to get past the blocks, how to get past the blocks towards what we want. And um, again, the, the way Robert described it just made logical sense to me and he explains how it works in your brain. And he kind of took out the woo-woo part of it. And um, it's fast. I, I started using it on myself. I use it on myself every day. And so actually, you know, again, to, to learn how to do it correctly and to become a practitioner, there's a learning curve, right? It's intense, intense. Uh, each training's intense. It's great, but it's intense. He really makes sure that he has good practitioners. So I got into it immediately and I really liked it, but to learn how to do it correctly, it's a process, it's a journey. When you started this um, faster EFT uh what do you call it? Uh, yeah, the training. The, the training, yes. Yeah. Did you did you want to do it for others or or was it more like uh, because you felt you wanted to help yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm always about helping. I'm looking for things to help myself, um, for tools for myself. Uh, I guess initially and first, but. But at the same time, I knew that I wanted to use it in my coaching business, you know. And he makes sure that these are us as practitioners. We do a lot of work on ourselves. We have to get sessions on ourselves, mm. pay for them, and lots of hours, lots of hours. So you know, we clean up our mind first before we help others. What a journey! <laughs> Oh, it's a journey. Yeah. It's, we travel to the trainings. There's seven, there, the, you know, the trainings are seven days, all day. Um, and we travel different places. I, you know, I went to Greece, Oklahoma. And, and, you know, and the idea of traveling and the meeting other people. I mean, I, I was in my shell, you know, a lot. I was introverted. And so being around different kinds of personalities and paying for this, that's a whole other story that Robert mm -hmm. knows. And he makes you know, he likes to joke about how I started, but you know, I, I I had a lot of fear and I was introverted, more introverted. So it was a journey and it was good. The idea of going to these trainings and going through these experiences and putting yourself out there, that's that benefit, you know, the intangible benefit of that is just as good as the training that you're learning, if not more, you know, wow. really, because you're learning, you just, it's part of, you becoming your authentic self and kind of waking up and being okay about yourself. And if you're not, their idea is to tap on yourself. So it's, it's, it's a cool experience and it has been, and it still is. And did it feel uh, intense during this period? Yes. The first <laughs> training I went to, 
I, I fought it. I didn't want to go to the first training because I was already certified. He had a home training, home school training, and I started with that. So I was already certified in that. And then he, I talked to him on Facebook and he's like, you got to come to a live training. I'm like, oh, be around all these people. <laughs> and to also just to become, start over again, to be certified level one again. So I had a lot of resistance. I didn't want to spend the money. And so I had to deal with all that, you know. So it was intense. And when I got there, I would be in the training and I got triggered. We all get triggered in the beginning. And I was crying in the trainings like, what the hell is going on with me? And it was just, you know, but it was good. And so it's kind of like you purge, you purge and you get through things. Is uh, Robert like trying to trigger each one of you? Is that like a part of the training? You know, it's so funny you say that. Because <laughs> he kind of does, you know. Subtly, you know. And I've gotten to know him, so he, he's always trying to, not always, but he triggers me sometimes. But, but it's in humor, and he will do that to a certain point. But we're serious, and he's serious about the training, so about really learning how, how it works in your brain. Great. But you don't need him to do that, because you're just triggered anyway. Oh, most people, you know. <laughs> Just triggered by being around all these kinds of people, learning this new information, you know, paying for this, staying in a hotel. It's just you get out of your normal, comfortable life and you go into the uncomfortable. You don't really need more triggers. <laughs> That's right. You've got enough, There's enough triggers going on. So this technique seems to be good for so many different things like uh, weight loss, sugar addictions, chronic illnesses, food allergies, childhood traumas, and the list goes on and on. That's right. Can you, can you explain more about that? It seems like a simple technique. Yeah, I, I will explain it more. Um, so basically, our current problems that we have, and whether it be food addiction, weight loss, um, or drug addiction, alcohol, um, pain in your body, relationships, finances. If, we're, if we find ourselves in a situation that we don't like under any of those uh, subjects, it's because of past experiences and memories that we have. Our past experiences create our future and current problems. And so what we do with Faster EFT, and it's, it, it's combined with a law of attraction, we go back to the past and we make peace with it and we change our memories how we hold our memories. We change how we hold our memories. For example, a lot of food things, we, we are programmed to like and to eat certain kinds of foods. And then we have, what we, what we do is we associate, we have links between different foods and emotions, right? So I, when we say, I love this food, I love food. So right there, when you hear anyone saying that, then they have associated love with that food. And the idea is food, you know, you learn from Robert, food can't love you back. There's, we, we, we take out, we tap out the love in food because the idea is to listen to our body, what our body wants, you know. So I don't think our body wants that much sugar or chocolate. Sometimes it's fine, fine but, the, the, you know, in moderation, I guess. So we go to, we figure out with faster EFT tapping, where did that where do we make that association? Where do we create love with chocolate? Or where do we create love with popcorn? And so it might be an experience with popcorn. Let's say we used to all sit around the couch and watch movies and eat popcorn. And I remember that was family night, let's say every Friday. And I associated popcorn with love and togetherness and my family that I love. So what we do is we go back to that experience and we tap out we change that association with love and popcorn and we put it back where it belongs with the family. I love my family, but the popcorn is just popcorn. And so once we change that, and I, of course I'll go into details later, then we put popcorn in its proper place. It's okay in moderation. It's okay. But, but when we have this love for different things, then it, it becomes our addiction. Food's a drug. And so it becomes something that is um, automatic and we just eat it because we, are, we want love, so we eat. And that's where addictions come from. 
you know, certain associations. Also running away from fear. So the way it can work with, let's say, relationships. So let's say I'm 12 years old and I have a girlfriend and she breaks my heart. And so I associate girls with heartbreak. And so when, when you have, like, let's say it's a tra- traumatic experience. When we have traumatic experiences in our past, a coping mechanism kicks in and wants to protect us and says, never again will I want you to feel this pain. So it wants to protect me from girls. I'm just kind of giving an example. This hasn't happened to me. But, and, and you know, so what, what usually happens is I have that experience with her and then I'm heartbroken, I'm lonely, and then I'll have another girlfriend. And let's say she does the same. Let's say she, say she cheats on me. So I have all this weird, this, you know, let's say 25 years later, I want to find a, let's say someone to marry or I want to have a healthy relationship. Well, I have all these, these traumas and these experiences in the past so this might affect my behavior. I might sabotage. I might not want to open up to her subconsciously. So these are subconscious mm-hmm. programs that happen. So we go back to these experiences and we change them. We call it tapping it out or, or we call it defracking. And we change it and we change it around to create a healthy relationship in our mind about, for me in that, in, in that example, with girls and with women. And it's safe. And I, and I get to the point where I can attract and be with, and I'm worthy of a nice, healthy relationship where we laugh and we have fun and we go out and we have a good time. So that's, those are just examples. And this works across the board with things. So it's all about finding how some memories connected to this type of behavior. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty cool how it works. It's very cool and it makes sense, but we never hear about changing memories. We're so, we feel our memories are so real. Oh, well, yeah. this happened to me. This happened to me. But the idea is it's, it's, you know, let's say you and I have the same experience. The way you recorded it in your brain is different than the way I recorded it. So yeah. we can talk about it and, and, the, and how you remember it, how you perceived it is different than I perceived it. So memories aren't real. It's, it's just really perception. And you can change perception. You can change how you record it. And also, Julia, you're going to record it based off of your past experiences. So you're going to bring all your experiences into that moment. And then the way it happens, um, you're going to create your own belief system about it. And you're going to create your own associations of feelings about it. And I might create my own. So something could happen to both of us, and it can create a trauma in me and fear because of the accumulation of past experiences. For you, it could be no big deal. It's just something that happened. It could traumatize me. And for you, it's just something that happened. So it just shows how memories, they're not real. They're perception. And because of that, we can go back to those and change them. And now if I change the trauma in me and make it a positive experience of how I'm holding it inside of me, then I'm attracting from that a positive experience. I'm not letting this trauma create... Um, automatic responses and behavior in me that I don't like these patterns. You know how we have patterns in our life that we don't like and we can't stop? We just can't seem to stop. Like, let's say with food, let's say someone is 100 pounds overweight. Well, they know if they just stop eating, they won't gain that weight. You know, Mm -hmm. consciously and logically, just stop eating and just go work out, right? But when we have these programs in our mind, they're running us. They're subconsciously running us. It's just because of how we're programmed in these links. And so we change them. We change them so that it's not running and we become in charge of our lives and, and we take control to, and create healthy patterns and healthy habits that, we, that, that empower us instead of disempower us. That's the thing that you can like consciously think about how you want to change your life. But then it's like really difficult. Um, let's say um, about food. If you like really appreciate ice cream and you, you know consciously that, okay, it's not so good to eat too much ice cream. I'm not supposed to do it every day. Maybe in the beginning, you have the motivation. You feel like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> And then after a while, it's like so easy to go back. Oh, in, in the, oh, into the old 
program. Right. I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up because that's why, so that's kind of willpower and that's trying to consciously, um, I, 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 you know, I'm going to have willpower and I'm not going to eat that ice cream today and I'm going to, and I'm not going to do it tomorrow. So that's when you deal with it in a conscious willpower way. But with mm-hmm. t- faster of tea and tapping, we will go to the ice cream. <laughs> we'll tap out the, whatever drive it is, whatever it's driving you. We'll figure out what it is about it, the love of the ice cream. Maybe you had a time in your life where you ate a lot of ice cream and it gave you comfort. So then, you know, sometimes, you know, you break up with a break up with somebody and then you're eating ice cream to comfort yourself. And then, then you start to associate ice cream with comfort. So we change that relationship with ice cream. Now, when we change it, and we also have tricks. I'll tell you a little trick that we do. So I did this with smoking. So, mm-hmm. so I'll just quickly tell you because it has to do with drugs and food and ice cream. It's the same, it's the same program that we use. So smoking, I used to smoke. And I used to try to quit. But I consciously, like you're saying with ice cream, just like, okay, I'm not going to buy another pack. And then I would say, okay, but only when I drink. So I, then I would have a smoke when I drink. And then I would get more and more again. And then I would start buy, buying packs again. Or I would stop for six months and then I would have something happen and like, okay, I need a smoke and I get back into it. So I never really broke that program and that addiction. I kind of just consciously tried to do it. And sometimes you can have short-term success for six months. But one day I decided to do this, I have a tapping session on myself. And in one hour... And it was about four years ago, I broke it. I did a session on myself and I never had cravings for cigarettes again. So what we do is we, again, we tap out and defrack and get rid of the emotional tie. Like, why do I, what is cigarettes doing for me? Why do I want it? So we get, we, we deal with all of that and we get rid of it. And we also play a trick where we, now we associate something disgusting with cigarettes. So we create, we call that dumping. So instead of an emotional uh, link that feels good, we create a link that's awful. So I linked disgusting things with cigarettes. And every time I thought about putting a cigarette in my mouth, I thought of really disgusting. I won't even say it. (laughs) And what that does is the neural pathways between cigarettes and emotions, instead of like all these things that I thought I was getting from it, like let's say I like I felt rebellious. It was it was a way to deal with stress, and it made me feel relaxed. That's all bullshit. It doesn't really do that for you, but that's what you think it does. And maybe short term it does, but then once you finish, you go back to the stress. And you know, so I we get rid of those unhealthy relationships, and then I added this gross, disgusting thing, and I dumped that on the cigarette, so that in my brain, automatically when I want to smoke, ugh, I don't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. So that combination, we kind of zap out the negative, uh, the positive association so that automatically I don't want to smoke. I don't have the craving. So now with Whoa. ice cream, yeah. So now with ice cream, we can do the same thing. When we do the same thing, it doesn't mean you're not going to want to eat ice cream, right? That's what people would say. Well, you know, am I going to never want to eat ice cream? And no, it just means you'll eat it in moderation if you want to, if your body is asking for it instead of ice cream calling you and oh I need <laughs> mint chip ice cream. It's really cool how we can work with addictions and that kind of stuff. It's is really amazing. It really is amazing. Is it a most common issue that people come to you to get help for? Or is it like all over? Yeah. It's you know it's all over but usually we get really we get the we get the people who have tried everything and because, again, this is kind of a newer modality. Like most people, they try therapy, talk therapy. Mm. They talk about their stuff, talk, talk, talk. And 10 years later, they still kind of have it or sometimes, you know, talk therapy can be, can be good. And if you have tools, but we kind of want to get right to the problem and then empower whoever our client is to work on themselves, to learn how to work with the brain and work on yourselves. It's a new modality, um, a newer kind of modality as far as the memory, going back to your memories and changing them. Can you explain uh, more in detail about okay. faster EFT? So this is how it works. So let's say we go, to, let's say you're my client and 
we've actually done some tapping, haven't we? Yes. That's like right. a few months ago. ago. Yeah. So let's say you have a problem. We're gonna, I'm going to ask you certain questions to find out, well, what are the memories and experiences that are related to this? And so let's say we find something. Then we go back to these memories. And, okay, so I, go, I use this example a lot. But let's say, it's not the best example, but let's say you're afraid to drive. I I'm actually am. Dr- are you afraid to drive? Yes, I am. Oh, I shit. hate to drive. <laughs> I'm okay. really scared. Being in a traffic. Really? Yes, yes. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is good. So, so I'm going to ask a series of questions to figure out, well, why are you scared? It's some reason. You weren't born scared to drive. You either witness somebody doing it. You either experience something yourself. You either experience a co- accumulation of things. You've seen something. For some reason, you're afraid to drive. Do you know why? No. You don't I don't know, know why. Okay. I- all right. So that's good because as practitioners, we're trained to really figure that out. And that might take some time to really figure it out. Okay, let's see what's related to it. It can, it can be very metaphoric. You know, maybe you're afraid to get in control of your life. I doubt it. But I'm just saying like mm-hmm. there's also uh, metaphors. So often we, often we have traumas in our life, things that have happened in our life. Okay, let me give you an example. So let's say I grew up in a very chaotic childhood. I had a very chaotic childhood. Uh, My dad wasn't around. And at first they fought a lot. My mom was on drugs and my dad would come in and then I would, I really miss my dad and he would love me. And then he's gone. So I have chaos in my life. So that, that can manifest in my later life, adult life in, in lots of different ways that have nothing to do with those experiences, but it's still the same kind of, so because of the chaos in my life, I feel subconsciously I deserve more chaos. So I can create it in a, in a different way, like as far as, let's say, chaos in my job or um, in other ways of my life. So it's not always like an easy correlation to see why we have certain behavior. So we're trained. So let's say your car, you, you don't like to drive. Um, it could be something about not being in control or, or feeling unsafe, let's say. You know, so, we, so we'll figure that out. And then we'll go to those experiences where initially we call them the primary imprint or imprints. We figure out those experiences that caused that. So let's say you were in a car accident. So what we'll do, Julia, is I would have you close your eyes, take a deep breath, and go back to that car accident and really feel what you felt and hear what you heard and see what you saw. And you might hear the, the crash and you might feel the glass around you and you might feel that fear and out of control and the spinning, all of that is is how you program that. So what I would do is I have you go there and really experience that for the last time and really make you feel that. So once you're there, once you go back to your mind, to that car accident, I will do certain things. Now tapping is one of them. So So here are the tapping points between your eyebrows, side of the eye, under the eye, collarbone, half an inch on your collarbone, each side of your sternum. Now, it doesn't matter what, you can do two, two sides. doesn't matter what side of your face you do it on. doesn't matter if you miss the points. Okay. Because it's, yeah, because it's really not about as much as the points. It's really about breaking the trance of the car accident. So when you're in the car accident and you're there and you're feeling and experiencing hearing things, when I tap, I take you from your past into the present moment. And I might have you say things like, it's okay, let it go, let it go. Certain things that we have you say. Now, the key to this faster EFT tapping is, um, and this is what people who understand the brain and neurologists understand, that our memories are updated every time we visit them. Oh, so that's, that's big. Our memories are updated every time we visit them. And that's how we can make our memories worse. So let's say I had that breakup and every time I think of it, I'm heartbroken and then I'm sad and then I might get angry every time I visit it. And I'm building this monster, this hole in me, you know, this, mm-hmm. let's say this black ball in, inside of me. And it creates something that when I get older, I have that. And that informs how I act and informs how I'm going to behave and think. Again, we go to that 
when you're in that car accident and then we tap, we are updating your memory and we're softening the neural, the neural pathways. We're softening the, the fear and what you heard and the experience and, and what you saw. And we tap it. And now, once you go back again, it's going to be a little softer. It's not going to be as bad. And so we do that over and over again. So I'll have you experience it. And then I'll say things. I will do certain things. We call them defracts. So tapping is a defract. But we can do this without tapping. So if you're in your car accident and then I said a joke to you, you'll kind of snap out of it and you'll laugh. Mm -hmm. That humor is added to that memory and it softens the trauma of the memory. Um, and then we'll go back to it and then I might, you know, tap or say something silly, make you think of a happy memory. And so when you think of that happy memory, that's also added to that that memory so what we're doing is we're knocking out the trauma trauma of that experience over and over again and pretty soon you're going to think of that car accident and you're like okay i can't hear it anymore and i see it differently and i'm not afraid anymore Um, because of these mind tricks that we're playing in your mind the tapping or the jokes or the happy memory and we do lots of tricks to send send a happy memory to that car accident maybe send it to you so you can feel protected now if you're a visual person, we can, we can change the car and we can put, make it steal and it never happened or you can feel protected. So what we do is we measure it. So when you initially go there, we say zero to 10, how much is it bothering you? You might say it's a 10. Ah, now by the time we're finished tapping and go, going different rounds, you'll say it's a zero. I know it happened, but I can't let it bother me. And it's already starting to change in my mind. Mm-hmm. So once it's a zero, we'll have you rewrite it. Okay, Julia. So, so now that it's a zero, what would you have preferred to happen? So you say, well, I would rather feel safe in a car and feel like, you know, you will make up a new story. So you say, okay, instead of that car accident ever happening, I went on a nice journey and I went to Disneyland or something. <laughs> right? So then we'll have you practice that new memory and make it better. So now it's not a new memory. It's, it doesn't change what happened, but what happens is it's a new association. So now every time you think of that car accident, you're going to go to Disneyland. Your mind will automatically go to the new story because you practice the new story. And now driving doesn't feel safe. It feels like an adventure and fun. So that's kind of a way to, how, to explain it. Tapping, you go into the problem, tap and say, let it go, let it go. It's okay. Okay. Certain things that we say. Grab your wrist, take a deep breath, blow it out and say, peace. And you say, go to happy memory, Julia, where you felt really good and you felt fun. Go to the beach, feel the sun in your skin, feel the sand on your toes. Um, you listen to the waves and you just relax. And you add that relaxation to that car experience. And we come back in, out, in, out. And then pretty soon it's a zero and then we rewrite it. When you reprogram your memories like this? Yes you will still be, be able to remember memory, but you will not feel these negative emotions. That's right. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. I did forget to say, um, when Robert created Faster EFT, he, created, uh, he combined different modalities. So he combined um, hypnosis, trance work. He studied the brain. He studied uh, these different modalities, and he combined them. So he studied tapping EFT, he studied NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, how we hold things in our mind, memories. Um, he studied, studied law of attraction, put them all together, made it very simple. And so that kind of is an understanding of what faster EFT is. It's kind of a put together, fast, simple, makes sense, easy to understand and easy to do for yourself. Let's talk about law of attraction. Okay. In your podcast, you're saying that faster EFT is a great tool to use for law of attraction. Yes. Why is that? Can you explain? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we attract what we hold inside, right? My definition of law of attraction is we attract what we think about, expect, and believe. Um, and so what we expect and believe and think about, they're based off of our past experiences um, and, and our programs. 
So when we go and change memories and how we hold, and it could be, we, it doesn't have to be like past memories. I mean, you can use this for past memories or you can use this as a tool if you had like a, a terrible day yesterday. You tap on that, tap on that terrible feeling. And so if I had a terrible day yesterday and I didn't tap and I just allowed that to get worse, then I'm attracting from that terrible feeling. Let's say I hate my boss or whatnot, or let's say I hate my job. And so the more I practice hating my boss and hating my job, the more it builds up and the more I'm going to attract more reasons to hate my job and to hate my boss. <laughs> right? It's, it's, yeah. a, uh, it's a spiral. It's a negative spiral. So tapping, we will, we will nip it at the butt. We call that tapping in the moment, heat of the moment. Okay, I'm at work and I just, I'm having a terrible day. You can go to the bathroom and you can tap. For just a few minutes, you know, there's different ways to tap. You, know, you can just do it in the heat of the moment. You can also tap and just imagine you tapping in your mind so that if you're at work and you're just triggered, you can tap right there and just imagine between the eye, mm. eye of the eye, under the eye, collarbone. You can just kind of hold your wrist. And peace. So what you're doing is you're breaking whatever. If So if you're at work and you feel that, I hate my job feeling, and then you catch it in the moment, you're changing that neural pathway right there and you're softening it up and you're just getting in control. So it's just a wonderful tool for law of attraction. I, it's just the best tool. So that's why I'm all about my podcast and my Facebook group is all about the combination of using those two together. And then Robert has a tool called the, the happy journal. And it's something to do every day. And it's just to, to continue practicing good things, practicing what you want so that you're attracting from a good place instead of a bad place. So a daily process is super important. And that's also, you know, people say you practice things you're grateful for. That's part of the happy journey. You practice things you're grateful for. And uh, it's, a, it's just a whole system that works together. And uh, it's just to get control of your life. Does that make sense, how it works with the law of attraction? Yes, it does. Is this uh, happy journal like another tool for law of attraction? Yeah, actually, Robert created it. It's very simple. It's, I mean, five different things that you can do. And I, I, I have a podcast on it that you can go to, and he has blogs about it. But simply, I'll, if you want me to talk simply about it, there's five parts to it. There's affirmations. So affirmations that you... Uh, that you resonate with three to five affirmations like say, say you know and i say things like nothing serious going on everything's working out for you nothing is more important that you feel good you know just affirmations that make you feel good so i will practice those three to five three to five of those affirmations i will just say them and now i don't even write them i think them and then three to five things you're grateful for so the second thing is gratitudes oh i'm grateful for you know i I have a roof over my head and I'm, I'm healthy and I'm grateful for my phone because it's technology and I'm grateful for the abundance of my life and this day, this nice day. And then the third thing is goals and dreams that you have uh, for your life. So write down some goals and dreams. Now I like to turn, now daily, you're not going to do that daily, but daily what I do is I like to do, uh, you know, like, Goals for the day. So I call those positive general intentions. So how do I want to feel today when I go to work? Um, I'm going to look for things to be grateful for. I intend to be happy. I intend to be light. I intend to try to be funnier. Uh, I, I intend to uplift others. I intend to look, I see, try to see the best in my boss, see the mm -hmm. positive aspects. So those are in general intention. So th that's three. The fourth part of the happy journal is gems. And so he suggests getting a journal. And, put, and so gems is little, let's say, quotes that are, you feel like it's a gem to you. Oh, I love this quote. So you write it down in your happy journal. Or a gem could be a picture of this house that you want. You know, oh, man, I, I would love to live in this house. So you, you, you put that. So that's a gem. And, and that's four. And the last part of the happy journal is we call them positive emotional states. So positive emotional states is, let's say, Julia, you went to work 
and you had lunch and you had a good lunch with your coworker. You just go home or whenever you work on your happy journal and you write that down. I had a, mm. I had a great time with Tom. He made me laugh. I made him laugh and I, and I felt relaxed and I felt good. You just write that down so that you're practicing good things. And the other part of this positive emotional states is with tapping, when we rewrite a memory, when we rewrite it and create something positive, we'll write that in our positive emotional states section. So, you know, Julia, instead of the car accident, I we write down the new story. I took that car and we went to Disneyland. I had so much fun and we were driving in the car and they were listening to music and the, it was a great day and we rolled down the windows and had such a good time in that car. You just write that down and then you practice it. So now you have this journal of just positivity and you practice it every day. And you can always go back to that happy journal and you just go through your positive emotional states just to feel good. Say, so I want to remember that time when I had that good lunch with Tim or I went on a good vacation and I saw, you know, I saw the waterfall. Write that down. So it makes you also aware and look for things during the day. You know, what am I going to write down in my journal? So you're kind of, you're training your mind to look for positivity in your day. That's a really, really powerful. So this combined with tapping out our, our past things that have traumatized us, made us angry, made us scared, uh, made us believe things that are not beneficial for us. Go back, clean that up, and then practice what we want. It must be life-changing. It really is. It really is life-changing. I'm curious uh, how it is for you being a coach to help all these people, seeing they improve and get their lives better. Yeah, you know, I love it because I'm always about self-empowerment and for myself and helping others. So when I see people, people, we feel stuck in our lives. We feel like, oh, I have this job and I have this life and I live where I live. And the idea is we can do something about that and finding the best freaking tools in the world to be able to do that. And I can help somebody with that and share them and then teach them how to do it so they can do it for themselves. I love it. It's just, <laughs> you know, and, and I love, I do it for myself. I tap mostly every day. I tapped on all my big stuff. Well, not, I don't want to say all my big stuff, but I tapped on big things. Like lately, I re realized that during tax time, it's kind of, I don't like tax time. Hmm. I just, it brings up things for me. And I was actually talking to Robert about it. And he's like, well, what's going on with that? And I, and I, and I thought, oh, you know, I realized that I used to, back in the day when I used to try to have my own businesses and run my own business, I wasn't making enough money. I would feel, I, I hated tax time because it forced me to look at how I didn't make a lot of money that year and mm -hmm. I was struggling and I was having a hard time and I was actually embarrassed by the person at H&R Block, that's the guy who does my taxes, he's looking at that and for some, it's just stupid, but I built up a feeling of tax time equals, and you know, not a lot of people love tax time, but for me, it was <laughs> especially, you know, no good. So I'm like, so I realized, oh, something to tap on. So I haven't, I've done a little bit of it. So what I'll do is I'll go for a walk. I call it a power walk and I'll walk for an hour and I'll walk fast. So at this walking for an hour, I'm burning calories and then I'll do the happy journal in my mind. I'll do things that I'm grateful for, affirmations, positive and general intentions for the day. And then I'll start working on stuff. So I worked on some of my tax memories and I'll change those. And I actually changed it to where my past, I, I made a bunch of money. And so I was proud to go to the tax man and look at, oh, wow, I did so well with the money. And I did so well and I feel that I'm successful. And, you know, and it's, and it's just kind of silly, but the most important part of that is I have to tap down the trauma of the tax memories first before I can try to change the story of it. It's very important because if I just try to add a new story on some yucky stuff, it's not going to stick because the yucky mm -hmm. stuff is just still there. So um, I use it for myself and um, I need to do more work on it, a uh, little bit more work on it. But then what that's gonna, going to do is next time I have a tax, uh, next year when I do taxes, I'm going to have these past memories. Of, oh, wow, I can make a lot of money. There's no reason to be scared. No reason to, to fear. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to automatically 
look forward to doing taxes. Maybe we'll get, we'll see. <laughs> I have to get to that point. I've got some more work to do. But the major traumas, I, re, I rewrote my dad memories or rewrote my mom memories so that I'm attracting from a good place because I realize, oh, I'm getting triggered by certain people who remind me of my mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm acting like my dad. Right? So changing that is going to change how I react and how I get triggered. I see. I got one last question. You were talking about this happy journal. Yes. And uh, about goals and dreams. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do you have any special goals and dreams with your career as a life coach and master EFT coach? That's a good question. Where, so where are you from, Julia? Let's tell the audience. I'm from Sweden. <laughs> You're from Sweden. And where, where are you right now? In Örsvik. In where? <laughs> <laughs> a small town in northern Sweden. In Sweden, so you are in Sweden. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So I just want to say your English is is good. You think so? Oh, great! I do. Thank you. I think it's very good. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have limiting be, beliefs about that, actually. It's very good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, and it's not easy. You know, it's not. I'm not talking your language. You're talking. Well, you're talking English, so mm-hmm. I think you're doing a good job. And um, anyway, I just, you know, and we talked about the different time zones. So I, you know, I'm in, the, it's morning for me and what time is, you know, it's later for you. So it'd be yeah, eight in the evening. Yeah. Right. And what's the name of your podcast? Just to make sure that we have that also. Inner space. Inner space. Okay. Yes. So my goals and dreams. So, you know, I try not to have two, I like to have general dreams and general, general goals. Because as I, as I kind of allow my life to unfold, like I know that the universe and my inner self knows all the things I really want. You know, that knows all the th- general things that I want. I love the idea of empowering people. I love to have fun. I love to um, empower myself. Now, the idea of how that's going to happen, how I'm going to make that happen, sometimes if I try to make a goal, I will get in the way of the natural unfolding of the bigger plan, the, bi- the better idea. So, okay, I'll give you an example. And I know I'm talking a lot about this, but this is something that I think it's very cool to bring up. So let's say I, my goal is to have a, I want to have a red Tesla. Yay. <laughs> I love Teslas. I actually do want a Tesla. And I'm I want it. I want one too. Do you really want one? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I at want. Them? Yeah, I'm getting awesome. like really excited when I see them. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Have you have you test driven one yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh my god, you're gonna love it. Oh, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so we have that in common as well. So now let's say you know I want this this car. This now now it could be that I just want this car because. I think it'll be fun and, I, and I'm ready for the next car. But it also could be I'm feeling not worthy in myself. And let's say I don't have a girlfriend. And let's say I'm lonely. So I want this car because I think it's going to attract a, a pretty girl, you know, mm-hmm. and it's going to attract, they're going to look at me. My friends are going to look at me and they go, wow, look at him. Look at this car. So I set a goal for myself to get this car, but it's not really in, in alignment with what I truly want. What I truly want is to feel worthy and to feel secure and to feel proud of where I am in my life and maybe to attract a, a, a nicer relationship. So do you see how sometimes when we create goals, we do them, we can also do them from a limiting, limiting beliefs and thinking that we're going to you know, fill a hole, Right. And so that's why I like to do general intentions. So I will say, well, how do, what do I want? General intentions is I want to feel worthy. I want to feel confident. Instead of the car, the details of how that's going to happen, I don't really a lot, I don't worry a lot and I don't really have lots of goals and dreams in detail. I just know that I want to empower people if they want help. I want to empower myself. I want to have fun. I want to travel. I want to have lots of friends. I actually do have all of that, but I want even <laughs> more and more. I want to travel more. Um, I want the Tesla. 
I want a more abundance in my life. And I want to affect more people. I want to do more workshops. I want to do, uh, what do they call them when you go away? Retreats, things like that, maybe. Mm. Yeah. But I don't go too much detail of what it's going to look like. I just kind of know that the universe knows these and is going to inspire me to the next move and to the details. And the universe has a better idea of how that's going to look and it has a faster way to make that happen than I can. I don't know that if, if that explained why I don't have the specific goals and dreams. Um, but general, and you know, if I do want a specific goal, I will really have to look at my beliefs around it and to kind of clean that up, clean that up. Like with Tesla's, I have, I, that's clean. I just want a car. You know, I, I, have, you know, I just want <laughs> you a You nice already car. checked it. <laughs> I did. I already checked it. <laughs> so that's one of my goals and dreams. Maybe you think you want something, but it's not really what you want. Very often, yeah. Mm. Very often. Sometimes we think we want something to get away from a bad situation. Yes. And so we have to first make, with, because of the law of attraction, leading edge law of attraction principles, we have to make peace with where we are first. Because if we don't, we just take ourselves with us. And if we have that baggage, that baggage is with us to our, to our, our new situation. And we're just going to be attracting more of the same. Thank you for this time. (laughs) Julia, thank you. Have a great day. I will. You have a great evening. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Have have wonderful dreams. Yes, I hope I will have that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Tap It Out podcast with Mark Shahada. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time.